Dear listeners of The Instance, this is Scott Johnson. And before we get going with today's lore-based World of Warcraft podcast for The Instance with Terpster and I, I would like to uh, let you know about something that's really rad. And at the end of the show, there'll be more information about this. So don't worry, there's there's more to come and I don't want to, you know, talk too much now. But Calm Before the Storm 2017 is happening Thursday, November 2nd. That is the Thursday of BlizzCon and before BlizzCon, I guess, Friday being the start of BlizzCon. Uh, it is a big community event. They've been doing it for years, funded by the community via Kickstarter. And uh, the campaign is halfway over and has already hit its goal, but they're now aiming for some stretch goals. And uh, they want to make this year the biggest it can possibly be. Plenty of these uh, great tiers going on in this Kickstarter. And uh, one of these includes this con- uh, Calm Before the Storm t-shirts, one of which is being designed by me. I'm making it. Um, fifth annual world of podcasts will be taking place. A number of frog pants and, uh, a move TV shows will be represented. And, uh, speaking of frog pants slash a move, the next stretch goal means that you can catch the frog pants slash a move meetup at the Hilton with the space provided by the calm before the storm. That's right. A big meetup with us right there. Uh, anyway, we, uh, we're very excited about this. There is more details at the end of the show today. So stay tuned for that. Uh, don't skip it. I think it's worth hearing. And uh, I'm very excited for these guys. Very excited to be a part of it again this year. Uh, I love what they're doing. That's Con Before the Storm. It's happening. Check it out. Welcome, everyone. To, I don't, we haven't planned good RP here. You'll have to do it for me. What are we doing? Welcome, Scott. Welcome. Please come in. Close the door behind you. <laughs> Remember <laughs> to lock it as well. <laughs> <laughs> don't bolt it. Though. Wow. Okay. Didn't know you were going to do all in. this Foley work. This is amazing. Uh, exactly. Right. I got I got Michael Winslow yeah. uh, from Police Academy fame. Whoa. Uh, Easy there, Grandpa. do our sound effects for yeah. us. Yeah. Um, so it's good. <laughs> anyway. Hey, it's, uh, that's some Today our... we oh. dust off the dustiest of tomes. One filled. It's called Viewer Requests. <laughs> and this one, someone requested, could you tell us more about the High King, King Varian Rin? Sadly, Ooh. departed from this world. Spoilers. Uh, but tell us about him and his days, his travels, his story, wow. his loves, wow. his passion. Okay. Who now, what, could he be? This is all pre. This is all pre. Uh, this is all pre. Puff of green smoke, Varian Ren, Right. That's that's hey, what we're talking about. Hey. Okay. <laughs> it's still very raw for a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. I imagine there's some out- as raw as so. If you played through, uh, if you're Alliance and you played through in seven two, mm. uh, you get amazing cinematic. You get a great quest, and it really kind of dr- brings it full circle. You've got Gen Grainmain, who um, obviously lost his son, yeah. uh, and uh, you know vowed vengeance on Sylvanas and the Horde for that. And you've got uh, King Anduin Rin, who lost his father, uh, and uh, is trying to come to terms with that. And both of these. These uh, orphans in, in and and uh, I don't know. We call a, a parent who's lost their kid. Uh, like, uh, p- uh, p- um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is. That's, yeah, and um, they, you know, I think they find solace in one another. And it's mm. a really beautiful, beautiful moment that I think, as an alliance player, brings some element of closure mm. to the traumatic death and valiant sacrifice of King Varian Rin. So I saw um, that scene. It's my- a horde. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Vol'jin, as we know, our war chief died. Um, yeah, there's nothing for him. But, you know, there might be, there might be some hugely beautiful, symbolic, you know, heartfelt, touching moment in the future uh, for the Horde. Uh, but me thinks not, man. Mm. Um, no, maybe Vol'jin will come back in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, so maybe, maybe we'll get him back. But, but the thing about that cinematic, real quick, not to, not to leave that right away. When I, Anduin, I've seen it. When Anduin gets. Uh, up there and sort of is struggling with this idea that his not only not only is his father gone but he must take up the mantle um mm. because he's the you know the the heir and he doesn't know if he's if he's able like he's feeling like well I've been all about peace and love baby now I got to lead you know basically a, a you know continuing war with the horde and whatever else elements we have to fight and it's uh, it's real rough it's actually a very poignant moment but it seems to me that it all gets a little too convenient that the the weapon's the thing that gives him what he needs to me. Like, it's it's all he needs. Uh, oh, there's my dad's sword. Sweet. I'm good. I got it's, a sword. It's Chalamet. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, um, which maybe we will touch on today. Hmm. As we venture forth through history, through the annals of time. Yes. Um, Got to be careful you say that one. <laughs> uh, where we look at Varian Rin, uh, the firstborn of King Lane Rin. Hmm. Uh, obviously, um, if you've seen the Warcraft movie, uh, you have a better idea as to who Varian's dad is. It's the king uh, in, in said Warcraft movie. Mm. Uh, so you can visualize already we've got the king in our heads. Yeah. Uh, we actually see a young Varian in the film just before King Lane goes off to battle. He says, Varian, <laughs> just, just name checking you there, brother. <laughs> Going off to battle. And it's a very, again, very emotional moment. It is. Um, he's like five, by the way. Well, he's actually around about ten oh, or so right. at that point. Okay. Um, when the orcs first come to Azeroth, he's he should be around about ten in that sort of kind of thing. So, right. and that's considered um, is that considered current lore, and is that retrofitted I at all? I don't know. Okay. It changes so much, and I don't. I have a mind like a sieve, Scott. Yeah. Um, you know, coupled with your innate ability to forget every name of anything ever, <laughs> I think we make a dream team of, you know, the thing with the word, with the, the guy and yeah, the place. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect exactly. combination. This is like salami, so, salami and bread. We're perfect together. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. With no form of spread at all. Just nice dry <laughs> uh, bread there. Yeah. Um, anyway, so obviously uh, if, if people haven't seen the Warcraft movie, um, basically the orcs come to Azeroth. King Lane uh, ends up valiantly fighting them. Um, but sadly is is killed mm. uh, by Corona half Orkin. Yeah. Um, she's called half Orkin. She is, a, in fact, obviously half an orc. Um, the other half is uh, Draenei mm. and or a human, depending mm. on which uh, movie franchise or game franchise well, you that, want. Okay, now hold on now. She's half Orkin in the movie, but isn't there there's some controversy with her that she She's was... meant to be Medivh's uh, dalliance, uh, I believe. Okay. I think Medivh was meant to be... Uh, I think that's the only way for her to have been... Uh, half human okay. because obviously it was the first contact but they were saying she's half hum but they, human but they retconned that in the movie to, to bring it to a place that made sense for the movie I guess I think well no in the in the franchise she's always been half Draenei so it was uh, her her mother was uh, I think a Draenei female yeah. that was you know raped by or hordy orcs or something to that effect yeah um, and so she she was then um, uh, this this Th that's, she a, that's, a, that's a little bit of a darker tale that right there. i think so well i think i think that the reality is is she doesn't fit in mm. that's that's the truth of it mm. and that's what makes her character this sort of this outcast who's welcomed uh by the humans uh in stormwind they see her as 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 a, a bridge 
and also someone who can help them repel these monstrous invaders. Mm. Um, sadly, uh, in in our sort of uh, game narrative, um, Garona, under the orders of the Shadow Council, uh, assassinates King Lane. Oh my! Um, in the movie, yeah. she uh, kills him at his request, uh, so that she may not be killed by the orcs and may hopefully live to fight another day and help the humans another way. I see. Um, so, uh, and uh, uh, King Lane makes the ultimate sacrifice in that variant, or he uh, is uh, ultimately kind of betrayed. Mm. So from an early on, Varian has this story of his father being killed by the uh, formerly kind of the, the orc they trusted. Mm. And I think that imprints something on the character that maybe uh, feeds into uh, future efforts. Were, were these so, were these things chronicled? Where were they best chronicled game wise? Was it Warcraft two? Did did that do any of that for us, or did we get all that from the side stuff? Books it's all and, from novels. All okay. from novels. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I think even in Warcraft two, I think it was still um, like heaven and hell mm. Christianity mm. rather than the light yeah. um, and things like that. So Warcraft, really as we know it today, is uh, World of Warcraft and Warcraft three. Mm. Um, think chiefly um but there, there, there's some i think warcraft 2 maybe maybe tides of um war have some stuff in it as well sure um anywho right. so anduin lothar and the sons in fact no warcraft 2 must do must do anyway so lothar uh, becomes the de facto uh leader of the armies of of the alliance mm -hmm. or the humans at the time yep. um but varian is king of stormwind mm. uh stormwind itself the city sacked and taken, and this is when Garona uh, assassinates Lane. Um, but Anduin narrowly escapes with um, some some men and important people, including uh, Kadgar um, and uh, King now King Varian Rin, mm -hmm. uh, a ten year old boy. Um, they head off to the other great human uh, city, uh, which is Lordaeron. Uh, ruled by King Tenerus, mm. uh, who is uh, better known as Arthas's dad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they they go over there and kind of, you know, try and broker some form of alliance. And this is really when the alliance becomes the alliance, mm. really. Um, it's no longer a storm in battle now. It's a battle with humans and elves and these other uh, right, races. but was it? But did it primarily? I mean, was it mostly the Lord Aron and 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 Stormwind joining forces, and that's your beginning of the alliance, and then in come the. There's elves some other big uh, kind of uh, human uh, cities and and tribes, I guess. Um, you've got Stromgard. You've got um, uh, other ones that don't come to mind. Mm. But yeah, it's it's basically the alliance is the the unification, I guess, of the human um, cities. All right. Um, so King Tenerus welcomes Varian as an equal. Mm. He's a king now, even though he's a boy, um, and welcomes him to his city where um, he is uh, kind of befriends a slightly younger prince by the name of Arthas Menethil, mm. um, who is obviously uh, one of our favorite characters in the Warcraft world. Sure. Um, well, so, well, sure. But then he's also one of the, I mean, he is certainly one of the most complicated characters. In the, in the I thing. think so. I think so. Yeah. I think um Varian is a is is looked upon as as a best friend mm. uh to Arthas in growing up. You know, they were uh two young royals, both with great futures thrust upon them. Um were they contemporaries age-wise? Like a know? couple years between them. Okay. Though Arthas um uh often got uh slightly jealous, I guess, mm. of Varian's 
physical strength. Yeah. Um, and um, I think Arthas is, uh, you know, his inferior inferiority complex runs throughout his tail in terms of it pushing him on, trying to be uh, the the prince and the champion that he needs to be, the best paladin he can be, mm. um, the best uh, uh, king eventually he can try and be. Sure. And uh, yeah, so he's a he's a complicated one. But anyway, so. We had this lovely moment, and uh, King Varian Rin is is raised basically in Lordaeron with Arthas, uh, with uh, Anduin Lothar um, uh, as a big feature in his in his training and his and his upbringing, um, as is King Tenerus. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we know that um, King Varian Rin has a son, which he names in honor of Anduin Lothar. Yeah, because he was like his uh, yeah, he was like his, he was basically like sorry, his dad. Sure, he's like second that yeah um in the movie played by the dude from vikings yes yeah. yes exactly yeah exactly he's a Viking. Um, yeah. so basically uh as uh around about kind of eight ten years later so varian's officially crowned king of stormwind um around 18 um and uh, uh king tenorus um helps fund uh and organize stormwind's uh recapture and rebuilding um, so they've kind of they drive the orcs out, and Stormwind can become a a city once again. Yeah. Uh, to achieve this, they uh, invite the the services of the stonemasons, oh. who have a have a fair, as as always in cities. There's always a stonemasons guild, mm-hmm. and this particular guild was led by a guy called Edwin Van Cleef, um, and uh, together they designed a beautiful city that would be built honoring the heroes of old. So when you come up onto Stormwind, you see uh, Khadgar, you see Lothar, you see um, uh, Illyria, you see, um, uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, the other guy. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, anyway, you see, you see, the, you see the, the champions of Warcraft 2 mm-hmm. um, lining the street. And all of this obviously wasn't, wasn't cheap. Uh, but it was it was seen that yeah this was an important thing to do to remember where they came uh, where where they came from mm-hmm. and uh, where they were uh, going. Sure. Um, and Van Cleef, by the way, uh, a hotly sought after uh, people want him in Heroes of the Storm. For I don't oh, really? know, I don't know why, but that's always we do these little polls and people will say oh yeah Van Cleef Van Cleef get him in there and I I don't know what he would even do but uh, fine. He features later in some questing stuff, right? Like in WoW, he's like a big questy dude on the Alliance uh, side. No. No. Uh, we'll cover that. All right. Um, so Varian, uh, Stormwind's being rebuilt, uh, but he decides to leave the running of the city under the stewardship of the House of Nobles. So the House of Nobles is made up of the, the, kind of the wealthy families of Stormwind. Mm. Um, and instead, he then goes off searching the whole of the Eastern Kingdoms uh, for trying to find uh, Garona. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's doing that. Um, he comes back uh, and, you know, Stormwind's finished. It's all beautiful. And he meets a lovely, beautiful woman uh, named Tithin. Um, and uh, together they marry and they have their first and only child, mm. Anduin. Mm. Um, so this is where things get a bit funny. So the House of Nobles featured a certain lady, uh, Lady Katrina or Katrana Prester, um, 
she refused to pay the stonemasons. She felt that they didn't need to be paid or that they didn't deserve to be paid. Um, And uh, it basically seems as if Katrana has a certain um, motive, I guess, in this. Um, And ultimately, once uh, kind of they, they bridge where the stonemasons eventually get some money, but nowhere near what they felt they were earned. So Edwin Van Cleef, as the leader of the Stonemasons Guild, uh, started riots and demanding, you know, fair pay mm. for what they did. Mm. This riot was crazy. Man. Uh, this was this was off the off the chain, you know, this was a big riot. And sadly, Varian's wife, Tiffin, gets killed accidentally by a large rock. Oh jeez. Um, I didn't know so, about this at all. This is news to me. Is this why Varian so, was so pissed all the time? Is that the deal? So exactly. So now we have a uh, a king who lost his son. Uh, sorry, who lost his father. Sorry, who that now loses his his wife yeah. and uh, has now a son that's lost his parent as well. Um, and you know, trying to rule a city that's in unrest whilst raise a a young son alone whilst deal with the grief of losing the the woman you love. Mm. Um, is pretty pretty full on um edwin van cleef flees stormwind uh and uh the stonemasons all go um they set up shop in westfall and they change their name to the defias brotherhood mm. where uh they seek ultimately for uh fair fair compensation and, and they still feel wronged um obviously varian is pissed mm. um but more so he's depressed mm. And so at this time, Warcraft 3 kicks off, but you don't really see much of Stormwind because he's just in this malaise. And because of these actions, because, um, because of all this, he, he just slowly becomes more and more introverted. And it turns out Lady Katrana is using uh, magic as well to uh, try and run Varian down. Mm-hmm. It seems Varian, like that seems like dirty pool. Yeah, well, Lady Katrana Presta, uh, she is better known as Anixia. Mm-hmm. So she is a, a dragon in human guise, and she is trying to use her influence to take down the human kingdom of Stormwind. Mm. So she manages to incite violence in the Stonemasons. She, you know, manages to have Tiffin killed. Um, through that violence, um, and she capt- uh, you know, kind of capitalizes on Varian's uh, depression. Mm. What happens next is then covered through a series of comics um, that were the World of Warcraft comics. And basically, uh, when we first load into World of Warcraft, King Varian Rin is gone. He's been kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, Bolvar Four Dragon. Uh, is the regent lord of Stormwind, ruling in place of Anduin, who is still just a boy at this point. Lady Katrina Prester um, has uh, become uh, the royal advisor, mm. and um, she uh, she has Anduin crowned king, uh, but it's all a bit messy. Mm. So he's just a little puppet king, right? Like there's no exactly. Yeah, he's got no so, power or whatever. All right. Basically, if you went to um, Alcaz Island, or it's kind of basically Alcatraz. Um, it's just off of Theramore. 
and it was a prison complex in uh, WoW before Cataclysm. Now I think it's got like a, a goblin or a gnomish crazy person there, like Dr. Weevil or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea was is that Varian was kidnapped and imprisoned um, as part of this Black Dragon plot. Mm-hmm. And obviously in Theramore is where Nixia's caves are, um, and that's where we face her off, but this is where he's taken. Mm. Now somehow Varian escapes. Mm. Um, now he, he, he turns up in the comics, uh, kind of washed up on a, on a beach, not knowing who he is or what he is, um, and actually is washed up on the shores of Duratar, so it's kind of just north of Theramore. Mm-hmm. Um, he then comes across a, an orc by the name of uh, Rhaegar, Earth Fury, who you obviously know from Heroes, mm-hmm. um, and um, manages to fight off this big, huge crocolisk using only a stick. Oh, my. Um, and so instantly Rhaegar's like, hmm, this guy's got some, he's got some, some talent to him. Now, Rhaegar was a, a gladiator trainer, and so they decide to capture Varian um, and put him to work as a, a gladiator. Mm. Uh, he, he gets thrown into a, a cage with two other gladiators by the name of Brol Bearmantle and Valera Sanguinar. Um, wow. Brol uh, is a, a druid, um, but he's, he's a druid that's kind of lost his edge and his faith a bit. Valera is a blood elf who's very young um, and uh, is, is a little bit uh, uneasy. I guess mm, uneasy. Okay. Yeah, I think so. She 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 doesn't really know her place either. So we've kind of got these three misfits. Um, so so Rhaegar kind of teaches them how to fight as a team. Yeah. And they uh, kind of go on to have more and more fights. Um, and uh, Varian defends the other guys as well. They all bond. It's all beautiful. Mm. Um, Varian then gets given the name Lagosh. Or low gosh, uh, which basically means uh, ghost wolf. Oh, um, all right. they 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 called him this because of his speed and his skill. Um, so they called him Logosh. Mm. Um, so this is Logosh. This is all we know is this guy's called Logosh. Yeah. Um, they um, go on uh, to have more and more gladiatorial fights um, and uh, kind of bond as beautiful people. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, Varian still doesn't know who he is. Mm. Um, And uh, Varian's named after Lagosh, who is is basically um, one of the uh, ancient eternal uh, creatures from the Emerald Nightmare. Mm -hmm. uh, Emerald Dream, even, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's he's the big wolf guy that we sometimes uh, have fought with alongside. Mm. Um, So he's a real guy. um, But uh, they're... They're, they're pretty cool guys. They're pretty mm. cool guys. Okay. Anyway, so we then have uh, the guys uh, come across through the journeys. They come across Jaina Proudmoore. Mm. Now, Jaina, obviously, she knows who this guy is. Sure. Um, this is, but, by the way, pre-Theramore Jaina. She's happy and positive. She's happy. And, she's lovely. Yeah. She loves bringing people together. Sure. Um, and She's here um, to help. She's here to help, as she always says. Basically, they... Um, well, she thinks she knows who he is anyway. Mm. Uh, she and um, Aegwyn, mm-hmm. who, if you remember from previous uh, episodes, was uh, the uh, guardian of Trisful, who is Medivh's mum. Mm. Um, Aegwyn is still alive at this time, and she is, um, you know, she's been magically 
enhanced in her lifespan. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they're like, yeah, hang on. This is King Varian Rin, uh, the lost king of Stormwind. Yeah. However, at this same time, there's another King Varian Rin over in Stormwind. Whoa. So we've got Lagosh here, this gladiator, yeah. and then we've got this other King Varian Rin at, um, in, in Stormwind. And, and it was Van Cleef the entire time. To- oh, no. no. No, sadly not. All right. Basically, it was actually um, uh, Lady Katrana Presto uh, or Onyxia has basically used dark magics uh, to split King Varian Rin. Um, in splitting him, uh, she is basically made Lagosh, who is all of the war and the fighting and the skill. Um, and uh, then she has Varian, who is uh, all of the statesman and uh, king, uh, but equally all of the um, flamboyance, I right, guess. Right. This, this ultimately progresses through time to the point where uh, Varian and Lagosh team up to take on Anixia. Oh, my. So we've got these two... Like it's like double dragon, like mm. these two twins almost um, that uh, that fight on uh, to 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 take out um, this um, this dragon. Mm. So basically, um, Anixia, they're fighting. Uh, she uses a spell that she was going to use originally in the prison island to kill Lagosh, but Lagosh's double, this variant, steps in front of the blast, mm-hmm. saying he should die because Lagosh was the true variant, the mm. true embodiment of this warrior king. Right. But Boy, what a, Lagosh, what, a, what a mixed up weirdo deal that is. Though. Exactly. But Lagosh, <laughs> yeah. he ain't content with this. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he jumps in the way. And so they're both trying to take a bullet in this beautiful kind of bodyguard-esque moment. Uh, you just got to imagine uh, Whitney Houston playing in the background. Um, <laughs> and uh, the magic is disrupted by these two variants. Yeah. And actually fuses them back together. Oh my! Um, and what was quite cool at the same time is that um, King Varian and Lagosh were both wielding these cool swords, um, and uh, they basically um, get fused together, um, and they become uh, Charlemagne. Mm. So if you notice, King Varian's blade looks kind of like is two blades, you know, they're kind of one's floating on top of the other and there's some kind of powerful energy in the middle. Um, and sometimes he can rip them apart and use them as two swords again. Um, and this was basically a, uh, a remnant of these two blades um, and this fusing that returned uh, Varian together and he's now whole. So he is now a man, a king that has all of those warrior uh, tendencies and skills with the statesman-like kings um, and is kind of back where he needs to be. All right. So we then get to, in, in, in WoW terms, we're now coming up for Wrath of Lich King. Oh, okay. So all right. uh, this, this has all happened kind of in between Burning Crusade and Wrath. <clears throat> didn't, it, didn't it seem like there was, uh, I, mean, I mean, this could just be me being dumb, but it felt like there was very little Varian Rin in Vanilla and, and even burning crusade i felt like well, i exactly. just barely knew the he guy. wasn't he wasn't again the original uh, story was that he was missing potentially captured and imprisoned and you could go to alcatraz or alcaz island mm-hmm. um and you could find a placeholder 
King Varian Rin in the sewers there. Mm-hmm. And there were black dragonkin uh, as prison guards. And he was kind of way deep down in a sewer uh, where you could just find him standing there doing nothing. Wow. Um, and then they, I guess, became inspired with a better story or they had time to tell the story they originally wanted. Um, and through a partnership with uh, DC Comics, um, they told the story I've just kind of butchered, uh, which is uh, <laughs> you know, how, he, how he got kidnapped and then his journey back from uh, nothing. And basically, they, they tried to design him as an alliance thrall. So thrall, obviously, we, we talked about previously, was a gladiator. Mm-hmm. He fought in the pits. He was educated, but he has a warrior's spirit. And he leads his people um, with a strong conviction from the front lines. Mm. And that is basically what the alliance was missing. When you looked at the horde, you looked at this great figurehead, this great king, this war chief. But the Alliance didn't really have anyone like that. We had King Magni Bronzebeard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had um, Archdruid uh, Fandral Staghelm, who was just a, a, an absolute douche. Um, and you had King Gelbin Mechatork of the Gnomes, who you know we love, but you know, there's no one really we could rally behind as the Horde could with Thrall. Right. Um, so Varian was that, the Alliance Thrall. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Do you, <clears throat> from from the perspective of uh, somebody who's been watching this stuff for years, do you feel like that was a little contrived that, hey, the Alliance doesn't really have this thrall type, so we better do that? Yeah, I mean, at the time it was a little bit like, oh, yeah, the, the parallels weren't, you know, were less sort of like clever mirroring mm-hmm. and more so it felt like, oh, I get, like now we both get to have one. Right. Um, but it was all good yeah. because ultimately they then kept the character moving forward and they are very different characters. That's true. Um, which is, which is great. Yeah. One of them's, one of them's a puff of green smoke now and the other one's not, the other one lives. Well, the other one's still green. Well, um, that's true. But we'll see. Yeah. He's still, Anywho. he gets to eat and chill and, you know, smile and have, you know, relations with his wife and that sort of thing. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, there's always that. Yeah. Um, so Varen returns and at this time, the Lich King returns as mm. well. Mm. So, We've got Varian who grew up with uh, Arthas now having to take down Arthas. And so he, he you know, sends off um, you know, the best warriors the Alliance has um, and uh, off, off they go. Mm. Off they go to, 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 to Northrend. Um, during this time, uh, he sends Bolvar Fordragon. Bolvar, a, a brother to him who, who mentored and kept Stormwind safe and mentored Anduin, uh, even while Lady Katrana Prester was messing things up. Bolvar was this paladin. He was a prop paladin. We don't really have many good prop paladins left in the lore. Um, and uh, if you ever did the Anixian questline um, as an Alliance member, you know that Bolvar's cleave was something to be witnessed. He yeah. was a, a beast. Yeah. Um, and just a phenomenal character. Um, and he uh, was sent off to confront Arthas, and alongside um, uh, Sarafang, uh, they call him out at the Wrathgate. The Wrathgate. And they say, Arthas, <laughs> the blood of your people demands retribution, or something to that effect. <laughs> yeah. Arthas comes out, he's like, bring it, brother. Yeah. And they start tussling. It doesn't really seem like either side's really going to do that well. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Who yeah. knows? And then Professor Putricide... Um, you think we had the, forgotten that guy. It, it forgiven. Yeah. Um, and just drops this new plague on them uh, and messes everyone up. 
So Bolvar at this point is believed to be dead. Yeah. You know, we've seen the dragons, the red dragons came along and kind of, you know, cauterized and cleansed the plague away with their burning flame. Right. Um, and Bolvar was nowhere to be seen, nor was Southang. Right. Um, so well, Varian... Bol- Bolvar's uh, the... Okay, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. There's but Varian more. at this point is is angry. Yeah. Um, so he sends Jaina, who's at this point the closest thing we have to an envoy to the Horde, mm-hmm. to Orgrimmar to say, hang on, what's going on? Yeah. And... Um, he, you know, he Varian wants blood, um, and this is the thing we see at this time is that Varian is still at this point very much wrestling with the Lagosh within him, this wolf spirit, this this fighting, angry king. Yeah, and this is something that throughout his life he struggles to control this burning anger. You know, before it was trying to track down his father's killer, then it became uh, trying to drive out his wife's. Uh, who he deemed the, to blame the Defias Brotherhood, you know those guys, and mm-hmm. and and now it's 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 the Horde. Um, Jaina finds out it's uh, Varimathus, whatever the uh, the undead, and the Horde is basically saying like, hey, this ain't on us. And even to that extent, we've lost the Undercity. So Varian's like, okay, cool. Well, you know, I grew up in Lord Ron. Mm-hmm. Which you now call the Undercity. I think it's about time we took that back. Yeah. So, uh, as an alliance after the Wrathgate, you rock through with Varian and Jaina, and uh, you try and retake uh, the Undercity in, in an amazing quest called the Battle for the Undercity. Yeah, it was really um, good. Loved it. Varian confronts Thrall, and he says, "Peace is impossible. We can't. We can't do this." Yeah. And Thrall's like, "You know what? I think you're right." I think we need to settle this now. You need to get out of the Undercity. This is a Horde city. And he's like, this is Lord Ron. You need to get out. Uh, Jaina, being Jaina, uh, teleports uh, everyone out. Uh, and, well, teleports all of the Alliance back to Stormwind. Yeah. Um, like she does. Varian, <laughs> he's, he's now, he's very much of the opinion, the Horde, they, they need to be wiped out as yeah, well. Yeah. But we're still trying to fight... Uh, the, the Lich King. Yeah. So, uh, there's then another cinematic we see where uh, Bran Bronzebeard learns about Yogg-Saron in this titan construct called Oldwar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to Dalaran and asks Ronin to hold a council to talk to Varian. Um, but before that happens, Varian sees Thrall and Garrosh. And then Garrosh, he says, you know, hang on. Your, you know, alliance scum, alliance pigs, and Varian's like, okay, time, time to get going. Uh, they have a fight. Ronan breaks it up, but again, we see that um, we just see that Varian is very much on the side of, you know, his alliance, and that's it. Yeah, there, he's not. There's no. Well, maybe we can find a, uh, uh, we can find some kind of middle ground. There's none of that with him at this point. In no, fact, exactly. I remember, I remember in Trial of the Champions. So very specifically, uh, TOC that that raid content, him being up on the stands and being a total piss pot the entire time. Exactly, and that's the thing. And so you had, as much as um, Varian was intended to be the alliance's thrall, yeah. he actually became the alliance's garrosh. Mm-hmm. He became a warmonger or a, uh, a an antagonistic member of the faction that wasn't going to take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you had Thrall and Jaina being trying to be like, come on, guys, come on. This, we got, we've got to kill the Lich King, okay? We have a bigger thing to worry about, okay? Our squabbles 
are nothing compared to the dead that are walking the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fair point, but it's 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 tough. Yeah. It is it's uh, it's all getting a bit bit heated. Yeah. Anywho, as this progresses, uh, we we kill Arthas. Uh, Bova dons the helm of uh, domination mm-hmm. and becomes a new Lich King. Yes. However, he says uh, to um, uh, to um, uh, oh the paladin. Oh, ah. uh, t- uh, Tyrion Fordling. Tyrion Fordling. Thank yeah. you. Uh, he says to Tyrion Fordling, you know, don't tell anyone what's going on. And Tyrion's like, okay, sweet. I'll make a monument in the middle of the city where everyone is and they can click it and they can see what happens. Right. Uh, and it's like, ah, oh. and that's why whenever you log into Northrend, you see uh, Bolvar just doing the kind of the frustrated expression of, oh my God, Tyrion, you had one job. <laughs> um, so that's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about that until just now, actually. You've, so, you've, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so at this point, uh, Varian in his kind of mental state, he's lost pretty much everyone close to him. And he's kind of distant to his son as well. Um, Anduin is, has grown up a lot without him. Yeah. He grew up alongside Bolvar, who was a paladin and taught him of the light. Mm-hmm. Um, his father is a warrior and a, and a, and a skilled, uh, swordsman and strong character. Um, and, but, he, and he's all about like the, Anduin's all like, no, dad, peace and love and, and pandas and stuff. Like he's, he was super like not the warrior type. He wanted to, he wanted to heal the world. That's what he wanted. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and still might to some degree, like, you know, as much as he's now got that weapon, uh, and he's now got, you know, the, the mandate to take his father's place. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that he's not going to be Mr. Peace. Next so, time, so, well, exactly. And what happens later then is we, we, we finish up in Wrath of Lich King and we, we start moving into the shattering, the sundering that becomes the cataclysm. Yeah. Um, Anduin, he's not happy about his dad's refusal, um, of, uh, peace and pacifism yeah. and, uh, thinks that, uh, some thinks, you know, that his dad is just wrong. Just completely wrong. Yeah. Um, Varian, he, he doesn't quite know. He's not too sure. Mm. Um, at this time, uh, King Magni Bronzebeard of the Dwarves seeks to commune with the elements themselves. The actual planet of Azeroth is his goal, and he wants to find out what's going on. Now, obviously, we know Deathwings are rumbling, but Magni takes to reading an old tablet, um, which should allow him to commune directly with the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadly, it turns him into the Earth as he becomes a giant crystalline yeah. creature. Yeah. And the dwarves are left without a king. Yep. Now, is Magni's it, is daughter... It, his brothers are just chilling, right? What are they doing? They're just so doing shit. Bran is uh, busy looking up uh, Titan stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Moradin is um, leading the Frost... Um, uh, dwarves right. up in Northrend, right. previously believed to be killed by Arthas, but later it turned out he just had a very bad concussion, yeah. as is often convenient. Sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, Magni's daughter, Moria, um, who had married Emperor Thorassian of the Dark Iron Dwarves, um, who we killed back in World of Warcraft, Vanilla, um, on King Magni Bronzebeard's orders, mm-hmm. uh, Bronzebeard thought that his daughter had been 
captured and brainwashed. Mm. But the reality is, is that Moria had chosen to go with Thoracian and she loved him. And more so, she'd had a baby with him. Oh my! So she had the heir to the Dark Iron Throne and she herself was queen of the Dark Iron Dwarfs now. Um, she storms Ironforge and takes it for herself uh, and holds everyone in the city hostage. And at the time, Anduin was in uh, Ironforge as well. Mm. So Varian's like, okay, SI7, who's basically MI6, <laughs> you know, he's like, my secret team of rogues and spies, yeah. we're going to liberate Ironforge. Sure. And what's more, we're going to kill Moria Thrasian. Wow. Okay. Now, Magni Bronzebeard, again, great friend to Anduin and to um, Varian, a great smith. Uh, he was the, the guy who forged uh, the Ashbringer and other cool things. He's a he's a top top dude. So Moria to to be in a position that kind of desecrating Magni's um, city and wishes uh, Varian's like okay this is time to to end this. Um, Varian being the skilled warrior he is storms the city takes it back and is about to execute Moria. Um, now Anduin convinces him that it would be better to help Moria become a better leader um, than to just execute her um and that despite being a tyrant who has kind of come along and usurped the city she's actually still the legitimate heir to the throne mm. so killing her only creates more chaos and equally what happens to her son do they kill the the baby as well and Varian starts to see reason um uh, but says that okay if you want to be queen you've got to earn that from your own people's respect. Um, and in order to try and make all dwarfs feel represented, Varian calls for the formation of the Council of Three Hammers. So in this, we then have uh, the different dwarves. We've got the Wild Hammers represented. We've got the Dark Irons and we've got the Bronze Beards. So we have, as we have now, three dwarven leaders that act as a council of, of one. Right. Um, and everyone says, you know what, Varian? Great, great leadership, great kinging. That was really good stuff. And it's really from this point where Varian is, uh, I think, truly considered to be the high king of the alliance. Um, and that is that he is, he's the, he is the guy that can unite the whole alliance. Right, and in the way that Thrall got, you know, uh, everybody else that, that aren't orcs on board, yeah, it's the same exactly. deal. Yeah. Which is good. You need that guy. So, so he's 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 matured somewhat, mm -hmm. um, and um, you know he's he's done he's done good. Yeah, uh, he's seen some shit though, man. He oh man, he he truly has. Yeah, he truly has. Yeah, he's been around. Um, he basically goes on uh, to bigger and better things. Like throughout the Cataclysm, he's involved um, in Westfall as part of the Defiance Brotherhood um, uh, kind of towards the end there mm -hmm. um, and uh, he does a lot of stuff with uh, in Twilight Highlands as well um, where he's tasked Anduin to try and get involved and he's trying to help his son while equally being uh, you know scared of his son's safety right uh, in Mists of Pandaria which followed um, he decides uh, to send uh, us along with some high level SI7 agents um, to rescue uh, 
the white pawn, who is actually Anduin, who was stranded oh. on Pandaria right, at right. the time. Yeah, I remember and all so, there was a big quest line for that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So um, mists happens obviously with the cataclysm. Deathwing emerges and so shifts the mists that have previously uh, cloaked Pandaria from the rest of the world. Right. So we discover this new place, and obviously the Alliance and Horde spill out upon there and spill their war on there. Um, Pandaria is plagued by something known as the Shah. Now the Shah are the kind of uh, kind of like the uh, the goop in Ghostbusters two mm-hmm. um where it's kind of you know they react to negative emotions and so we have uh the the shower fear mm-hmm. the the you know all these different uh negative things going on right and obviously our conflict spilling out onto pandaria has only caused these shah to to grow as more and more anger and bloodshed is poured across this hopeful peaceful land right um as right. things crack on Varian becomes more and more of a leader and less the war-hungry Lagosh that he was. Um, so we see um, throughout this um, Varian taking more of Anduin's guidance and the, the son teaching the father uh, and things become uh, better and better as their relationship continues, even to the point where there was a, uh, a scenario where uh, the the council of the three uh, the three hammers um, uh, wanted uh, needed uh, they said they didn't need help in Ironforge's defense um, as Ironforge was was sacked um, by uh, the Frostmane trolls, um, but Moria said actually yeah that would be uh, that would be useful, and uh, King Varian and Moria worked together. And we start seeing again now that Varian, as a as a, a character, has become more rounded, more uh, wise, less uh, bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. and uh, this progresses all the way through to the the pinnacle of mists in the Siege of Ogrimmar, mm. where we have it gone full circle, where Jaina, who has lost her her, her friends, her family, and her city uh, to the Horde, uh, cries out for uh garrosh to be executed yeah whereas varian understands now that that isn't the right thing to do yeah that isn't the the just thing to do right which puts them at odds right like now they're not uh, jane is no longer so jana is jana's it's a little bit different now um jana still dislikes the horde however uh obviously varian uh we'll get into um so Obviously, had Varian killed Garrosh, as Jane had urged, we wouldn't have had Warlords of Draenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't have, you know, there wouldn't have been any time traveling. There wouldn't have been uh, any uh, Gul'dan. There wouldn't have been any Legion invasion that we're currently facing. Mm-hmm. A lot of things could have been uh, helped by uh, Varian being a bit more Lagosh at that time. However, uh, he wasn't. He's mm. been kind of softened uh by anduin um which which comes to i I don't want to jump ahead but it comes to fruition in that cinematic for legion it's like there's this reckoning moment of he's writing a letter to his son and and wants him to know that you know he's learned all this stuff from him patience and 
and virtues and I can't remember all the words, but he, but, well, he says, my son, yeah. a terrible darkness has returned to our world. Yeah. As before, it seeks to annihilate everything that we hold dear. I go to face it, knowing I may not return. All my life, I have lived by the sword. Mm. I've seen kingdoms burn and watched brave heroes die in vain. Man. It's been difficult for me to trust after losing so much. But from you, I've learned patience, tolerance, and faith. Anduin, I now believe as you do that peace is the noblest aspiration. But to preserve it, <laughs> you must be willing to fight. Yeah. For Azeroth! For Azeroth! Yeah. And yeah, I like it. They were trying to get for Azeroth as a neutral battle kind of work. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, By the way, yeah. take that, Chris Metzen. I think you got a new, you got some new competition for Varian voiceover, man. Oh, no. He doesn't do Varian. Uh, I think he did very much at the beginning, uh, but uh, they've got a different guy. Well, he did. Uh, the, but I, think, it, I think those words are beautiful. Though. He did the he did the one for the cinematic for the Legion cinematic. I talked to him he? about it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, really? uh, yeah. So and and his deal with uh, Heroes of the Storm, the very the current variant Heroes of the Storm is all him as well. Oh, the, really? Yeah, same session, same recording wow. session. So well, there you go. So when he says, "Hey, I'll come back and do your thrall anytime you guys want," he's actually referring to, I assume, Varian as well. Both thralls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light thrall and horde thrall. Well, green uh, green puff of smoke thrall and and the other one. Well, okay. So as you <laughs> as you've quite rightly said, so after this this um, this character now really becoming whole, mm. um, he's no longer a, a, a warmonger. Um, he's not a complete whiny pacifist like his son he is uh the 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 ultimate badass yeah. you know he's he can he can be reasonable whilst equally still laying the smack down yeah um perhaps so, the be- perhaps the best sort of leader you want right someone you would who think can so, respond exactly. and, and that yeah. what is what makes this all the more painful mm. uh so the legion has returned uh Gul'dan has opened a portal over the broken shore um, and Varian, being the king that he is, leads the assault on the Broken Shore himself, right. knowing that he probably won't return. Right. Hence the uh, letter so to him, his son that was like, hey. Uh, ex- exactly. Yeah. Final words it's, here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Now, what happens is, uh, as we've all played through numerous times, I'm sure, uh, is uh, ultimately Varian uh, decides to leap from the flying skyship. Uh, in the hopes of taking out a huge, huge, giant legion construct um, that uh, would otherwise threaten the lives of his soldiers and his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he decides to sacrifice his own life uh, for them. However, being the ultimate badass he is, he manages to use his awesome sword and chop this huge construct into massive explosion. But doesn't die to that explosion. He's still alive yeah. as the armies of Legion surround him. And he's, yes, he's uh, in this hopeless, hopeless scenario, but where others see no hope, he sees the need to carry on. And so he fights back fell guard after fell guard until ultimately he's overrun and a fell Lord's Lance pierces through his body mm. and he falls to his knees right before Gul'dan. Mm. And then Gul'dan says, you know, you will die for nothing. And Varian's like, nah, I think I'll die for the Alliance. Mm. Uh, and Gul'dan uses fell energy to uh, completely eradicate Varian. 
cursing, coursing through every inch of his body before just exploding in a huge green puff of smoke. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, rough, that is rough business. That's uh, what you, that's what you're breathing every time you go to the broken shore. <laughs> you've got little bits of varian, just, that's it. You, you've got that. Yeah. You're sucking it in. in you don't you. know it, but you are. So, so I got a question about that because we're at that point. Can, can you foresee a scenario or do you predict a scenario where we are not done with King Varian Rin? That he will come back in some corporeal form, ghostly visage, something, something, an effect. I mean, no one can truly, no one ever really dies in Warcraft. So is it possible we're not so done So I them? would say no. Uh, I would say that um, you can go to the Broken Shore now and you can find literally a sort of roughly man-shaped green splat of ooze mm. with a skull in front of it. Yeah. Um, Variant died in a way you don't come back from. Okay. Like that is, you know, there is nothing left of him. He's not Illidan. He doesn't have an immortal demon soul that he can, you know, recoalesce and take corporeal form again. This is a man, albeit the best of men, who died for his people yeah. and for our future and hope. Um, and he died in a horrible, horrible way. Yeah. Um, the only thing that makes it just, I guess, is Gul'dan, once defeated by us, um, is uh, the kill often, as always, is stolen by Illidan, mm. um, who grabs him and uh, quite poetically fills Gul'dan with uh, an unbearable amount of fell energy and explodes him into a green puff of smoke before yeah. crushing his skull. Yeah, which is good. So it's um, there's some justice there, I suppose. It certainly is. Who it's knew certain- that? Who knew that it would be Illidan that would get some revenge for King Varian Ren of the Alliance? It's crazy. Well, exactly. I think I think we all had some some beef with Gul'dan, so it's good to see him gone. Um, but it's uh, it's a sad one. We all said it's, some beef yeah. with Gul'dan is like the yeah. most awesome, understated wow yeah. reference ever. <laughs> We've all got a little uh, beef with Gul'dan. That's true. So you can see King Varian Rin's uh, tomb uh, in in uh, Stormwind. Mm. It's in the park, um, and uh, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's a monument to everyone who died at the Broken Shore as well. Um, but he looks like uh, an absolute rock star, um, you know, just just made of stone, led on this on this tome. So for a long, day. long time, he was considered uh, a little bit of a weenie by Horde standards. In our minds, uh, the Horde players would look at that and just go, "Well, whatever, King Varian Rain. He's just your your typical tough guy, long hair, you know, anime looking giant sword carrying dude. And yeah. he's always mad, and he's always this, and he's always that." Do you feel like his his um, ultimate arc and his final demise and all the things that sort of led up to where we have him now, which is in our lungs. Uh, and in Heroes of the Storm. And in Heroes of the Storm. He's great in there. Best tank in the game, maybe. Um, you, can't, you just can't kill him. Yeah, he's so great. His so ta- frustrating. His ta- Die! His taunt build is insane. But anyway, so uh, do you think, do you feel like justice has been done then? Do you feel like we're, we're we can we can put behind us the ideas that he was just a, a bratty boy king grown to be a brattier man king and, and was just always complaining and pissy and and instead he's got now a legacy that is worthy of praise and that sort of thing. I, I think so. I think when you look at his journey, he, he went from someone who had only experienced betrayal and death from everyone around him mm-hmm. um, to then being thrust into a place where he then had his own son that he had to try and uh, help through that but through events, you know, of not of his doing, he's then not able to be there for his son, mm. like his father wasn't able to be there for him. 
as he grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he returns to the throne, he you know wants to be better. He wants to be a great king, uh, and more so, I think he wants to be a great father. Um, I think he struggles equally with both as he wrestles with you know doing the right thing versus doing the thing he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, as I love the 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 dynamic between Anduin and Varian. And that Anduin, as much as he is Varian's son, also teaches Varian so much about himself and those around him. Mm. And I think reminds Varian that he's human. And as much as he's been hurt, he can't just close himself off to it all. He can't just be this two-dimensional warmonger. He needs to think bigger mm. and needs to you know, do what's right for the Alliance. So... I love where he goes, and I think as a character, he'll be sorely missed mm. uh, in in the alliance. Uh, we, you know, Anduin is a great guy. Um, I hope Anduin doesn't become Varian Junior. I don't really want to see uh, Anduin not be a priest and become more of a paladin mm-hmm. uh, because. I think it's it, firstly, I don't like the message that it's almost like priests tend to be like paladin training school. And then, hey, if you're a priest, but also you can swing an axe or a sword or a mace, why not be a paladin? So much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true, but it shouldn't be. Um, and I think that um, Anduin has a uh, an interesting future ahead of him. And it'd be it'd be funny to see where we go with that. Mm. Um, so. Uh, we will see. Yeah. We will see what happens. Yeah, I'm uh, it's it's weird in a way because it's like they. That's why I think I keep asking that question about, is there a way to bring him back? Because that'd be cool. And I keep, I think I keep doing that because he did really turn out to be a pretty epic character. And they've killed him now. And, you know, they refuse to do that with Thrall. They just want to keep him forever. And he's always going to be, now he's, you know. We, well, we keep, don't know. We don't know what they'll do with Thrall. But, yeah, certainly they'll pace it out. But I think they needed to make Legion feel real mm, and scary. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a game where we cannot die. You know, we die, but then we come back. Right. And death loses all impact. And the best way to make that death felt is to have notable real characters we interact with and know of be gone. And it's like, you know, when you look at the, the death of Superman, one of the kind of most amazing things to happen in comic books, and then give it uh, another arc and he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it loses all impact. Uh, superhero deaths you know you see uh old man logan die Mm -hmm. that's kind of cool uh you see wolverine die in another comic maybe it's not as final Mm. uh and uh you know with with captain america you know if he dies someone else takes on the mantle i can i think i'm happy with that compromise yeah i understand that we can't have these grand stories that then also need to put another issue out next week yeah. um it's it's really tough to to do those sorts of things but i think that death is such a important part of who we are um that having those emotions and things explored is you know perfect and yeah. amazing yeah so yeah varian i think is an absolute badass mm. um and uh, now uh anduin has one half of Charlemagne. we'll see we'll see if he gets both halves or maybe he just has one half and maybe that's Varian's war side represented and that Anduin can have a, a meaner streak. Um, but I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. Mm. I think it's going to be um, 
tough. Because you got to uh, have your conflict, right? You got to have your. Like Anduin can't just suddenly be the peacemaker. There's got to be. I see. This is where I think that that Jaina starts to fit into the picture, because for a while now we've just had her as the pissed off post uh, Theramore problem, and that hasn't really changed. And what could change that is a conflict of interest between. I mean, they, in a lot of ways, that's really made a real flip because the current King of Stormwind and leader of the Alliance is potentially at odds with Jaina for the opposite reasons they used to be she used to be at odds with her with her with his dad which mm. was he was warmongery for a while and she wanted to find some common ground and now he's wanting to find common ground potentially and she wants to just say that's it I'm done let's lay waste to the horde and that's really interesting to me that mm. that dichotomy so I I mean what do you think do you think Jane is going to feature in that somehow possibly mm. possibly mm. um I think Jane is a, a funny one. In uh, in more recent books, her and Kalagos seemed like she was going to mellow a bit more and maybe come to terms with Theramore a bit more and understand that Garrosh isn't the Horde. Uh, but then in the game, she's a bit flip-floppy. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, so mm. we will see. Yeah, time will tell. Uh, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of King Varian Wren from, from Boy King to Puff of Green Smoke. Uh, we have covered all of it, I believe, uh, mm. from top to bottom. The, the, the big notes. There's obviously lots of other things that happen. He's been a major part of the game for you know nearly a decade. Yeah. Um, but uh, sadly, uh, there is only so much time and uh, so much boredom yeah. I can enact on. Guys. Yeah, get but out. I like him. I think he's a cool character. Yeah. I think it's a shame uh, that we don't have another one. Yeah, get out there. Huff in some of the air in Broken Shores to remember him. Have him with you Bring always. Him in. Have him in you. Exactly. Yeah. Have him inside. I, I, you want you. I, he wants to be inside you. Okay? I would love to have him inside me. Um, <laughs> so um, anyway, thanks for you know suggesting this. I forget who it was. Someone asked about this. Someone um, wanted Varian. Yeah, it was a Twitter but, or somebody. Um, yeah. But shoot us more. Shoot us some to at Twitter or to the email. And uh, we'll we'll try our best to tell you more stories about more dudes. That's right. Instance show on Twitter. You can also find uh, the underscore T and me, Scott Johnson, on Twitter. Send your suggestions there or the instance at gmail.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Terpster, and for the now deceased but wonderful example that was Varian Wren. Play Heroes of the Storm. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, this is Heather and Dave, organizers for our fifth annual event, Con Before the Storm. This event means the world to us and the community. And for the last four years, none of this would be possible without you. Since 2013, when we began as World of Podcasts, every year we have been humbled by the kindness of people in this community. On Thursday, November 2nd, we plan to return with World of Podcasts, our amazing fan art gallery featuring over 200 pieces of unique art, our meet and greet where content creators like Bajira, esports team like Method, and celebrity personalities like Malik Forte, Pamela Horton, and Michelle Morrow have mingled with fans. Our Kickstarter is currently in full swing, and once we hopefully get to our initial funding target, we want to hit our stretch goals to get a larger space, which includes a frog pants and a move TV meetup, plus potentially some other stretch goal surprises. Thank you for taking the time to check out our campaign and for your continued support. Help us kick off BlizzCon celebrations this year at Common for the Storm 2017. Party by fans, for fans. 
For more information, please visit kickstarter.combeforestorm.com. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.